you know that it's coming inside. So now, yesterday we basically did a, an intro. Part of the intro that we did is inside the Mimer itself, all the questions that we raised, the Gemara that we read. So we're going to, today will be all, mainly a review of what we said yesterday, but seeing it in the Rebbe's words inside. Okay, so, and the Rebbe said all of the sikhahs in Yiddish, this is in Hebrew, so not the exact words, but pretty accurate translation, right? There we go. I, I hope there's enough. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight. We're one short. We're one short, so two of you don't mind sharing. Do you want to go make a copy? That would be, that's a better idea. <laughs> Thank you. I made ten. Maybe make, because uh, um, Sydney's not here. When is Brenda coming back? This week? Okay, so, so make one, uh, two copies also for Sydney. And is there anyone else not here? Who's coming? Anyone else not here that's coming? Or? No, there's several. Okay. Okay, so two more. Thank you. Amazing. Two, one for you and one for Sydney. I need one too. Right. Well, well that's the one that. Oh, so she has one. So, okay, so I guess one for that's one for Sydney. All right. <laughs> so, we're going to get inside. The reason I'm not going to wait is just because this, for Aria, is because we have, we, have said this, we have said this already. Okay, so let's go inside. Now, I'm not going to give an introduction because we did that yesterday. We're learning a Sikha by the Rebbe, which is on Parsha Sparatius, talking about the creation of the sun and the moon and the Gemara, where the moon comes with his claim to Hashem. Al-Hapasuk. On the verse, this is an acronym. Again, for those of you who don't want to follow in the Hebrew, I know when it comes to sikhas, it's very hard to find. Like with the, like the breakdown that we usually have for my marm, you can follow inside, you cannot. So whatever, can I whatever can works. I ask you, yes. When we get up to the part where it's like the beer, you said. So this is a sikha. So take everything that you know about my marm right now. Put it away. <laughs> my marim are the ones that have a unique style. Sikhas could be literally any style, any style. And you'll see like completely. Um, it's a lot easier though. You'll see to follow the flow of this. It's not going to open up with something, say, oh, we need to first understand this. It's one logical progression. And as I've mentioned before, it's a little bit cheating that we're learning this because this is a Hasidus class. This is not technically Hasidus. Not everything that the Rebbe spoke was Hasidus. Every mimer that a Rebbe spoke was Hasidus. Well, not everything the Rebbe spoke was Hasidus. The Rebbe spoke Nigla very often. The Rebbe had Hadronim. A Hadron is like when somebody finishes learning a whole ch- uh, section, Masechta of Gemara, they'll, they'll give over, bless you, like a Vart kind of, a, a Torah, a, a new Chiddush that they've kind of come up with based on what they learned as a celebration with the Siam for finishing that track. And the Rebbe used to do Hadronim when he finished learning. And the Rebbe's Hadronim are like insane, incredible, but it's pure Nigla, it's pure revealed Torah, Gemara. Like, so not everything that the Rebbe said was Hasidus. This is a Sikha that's based on a verse in the Torah and that's based on the Gemara. And the Rebbe explains it. So I think for you personally, Shana, you'll find that you like the flow better of this, okay? It's, it's, it's more in line with the style that we've maybe re- used to learning, okay? Um, Al Hapasuk, on the verse. If I'm going too fast because someone is following in the Hebrew, just let me know, okay? If you want to get the Hebrew down and be able to read through this when we do the review, like, feel free to stop me. Bayas Elokim et Shnei Hamaorot Hagdolim. And Hashem made the two great lights. Thank you so much. Et Hamaor Hagadol. So one for Hadassah and then one for you. The great light. The Et Hamaor Hakatan. And the small light. 
Isa Bagamar. So the Aleph Yud with the little chup is a short for Isa. Isa means it says in the Gemara. Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi Remi. Rabbi Shimon, the son of Pazi, said, Ksiv, it's written, Vayas Elokim et Hamorot Hagdolim. It starts off by saying, and Hashem made the two great lights. Uksiv, and then it's written, Et Hamor Hagadol, the great light, Et Hamor Hakatan, and the small light. The Mishma, it sounds, Shnehem Gdolim, that both of them are big. Oksiv hakatan, but then it says that one of them is small. Right? That's the question that we asked. Rashi, that's what Rashi explains. That's the, the simple question that Rashi asks here. Amra, so now we have the answer to this question. Amra Yareach, and we've read this, by the way. We're reading this again. This is a review. We read this inside, but we're seeing it inside the context of the Sicha now. Okay? Amra Yareach Lifnei HaKadosh Baruch The moon said before Hashem, Ribona Shal Olam Efshar Lashnei Malachim Shishtamshu Beketer Echad. Is it possible, Hashem, is it possible for two kings to use one crown? Betmiya means with a question, so he's asking a question. Amar La, Hashem said to her, Lechi v'ma'ati et atzmech, go and make yourself smaller. V'mamshech, and the Gemara continues, She'alzeh ta'na halavana, that on this response, the moon claimed. Rabona shal'olam ha'il va'amarti l'fanecha davar hagun. Hashem, have I not said before you something logical, something that makes sense? Am'it et atzmi, I should Make myself smaller, but to me, I means also with a question. Um, that, wait, what, was, what does ha'il mean? Ha'il, is it possible? Oh. oh, no, sorry. Ha'il va'amarti. Is it not that I have said? Ha'il va'amarti Is it not that I have said before you something that makes sense? Va'alzeh piyes ha'kodesh baruchu. And on this, Hashem appeased. It's funny that the word ps and appeased are like very similar. Usually we don't see any sort of correlation in Hebrew and English. On this, Hashem appeased the moon in a few different ways. As we will elaborate in Se'if Gimel. So this is the Rebbe quoting the Gemara and saying we will elaborate on all the appeasements that Hashem brings to this claim of the moon. But first we're going to ask some questions before getting to the appeasements of Hashem. Vihine. Vihine means behold, but no one, whatever that means. Vihine kind of can you mean whatever you needed to mean in, in the context. Lecha'ora lo baror, seemingly it is not clear, imtana talavana, if the claim of the moon, haita tana tzodeket, was a correct, valid claim. What was the claim? Is it possible for two kings to serve with one crown? It's not clear. Mizeshatana talavana, from the fact that the claim of the moon, Nikret Makama Makomot Bashem Kitrog, is called in quite a few places a Kitrog, like an, uh, a court, uh, when you have a court case and there's like the defense and there's the, uh, the prosecution. <coughs> prosecution. So Kitrog is like a prosecution. So in many places, the claim of the moon is called a prosecution klapemaila against Hashem, Kaviyacho, so to speak, coming with like a strong claim, right? In a, in a negative way. Hamare al-davar bilti ratsoi, which shows on something not desirable. And you'll notice whenever you learn the Rebbe Sichas, the Rebbe doesn't use uh, bad, doesn't use like language of the negative. He'll use the, the positive of it. So not desirable. Nira lichora, so it seems, 
שלא הייתה צענה צודקת, that this was not a correct claim, because it's, it's seen as a negative in many places, that's like, so to speak, coming and prosecuting God. You did something wrong. The Ken Mishma Lichora, and it also seems to sound, Mizeh from this, from the fact that we see that the moon had to reduce herself, had to make herself smaller, that it looks like a punishment for her claim. Rashi, as it says in Rashi, the moon was made smaller because she came and prosecuted and said, it's impossible for two kings to serve with one crown. The way that we learn the story as kids, because we learn it from Rashi, is that the moon came and was like unhappy to share, right? That's kind of, you know, it was like, we can't share one. You have to, you have to figure this out, which was a negative. And her punishment was that she had to go and reduce it. This is in line with what Rashi seems, seems to be saying. Veloy Shinor. And it was not changed. Achar Mahashemesh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Why am I not understanding this? And not a different type of change. In the sun. Who did not get a punishment of change. So it seems that the sun did not have to make itself smaller because the sun did not come with this claim. The moon had to make herself smaller because she came with this claim. So it seems from the simple way of looking at it that it was a negative thing that the moon did and therefore she was punished. So now we have to understand, but it also says that she was correct in her claim, and therefore why was she punished? So if she was incorrect, we understand what's going on. She was punished because she said something and she was making balagan. Okay, Hashem said, fine, you go make yourself smaller. But if she was correct in her claim, then why was she seemingly punished? Okay, so that's the, that's the first question that we started off with yesterday. Aval, mehemshech divrei gemara, but from the continuation of the words of the gemara that we read yesterday, that Hashem then appeased the moon, after she claimed, is it not that I have said something logical before you? Should I reduce myself? Mishma, it sounds that the tochen, substance, I guess, that the substance of her claim was something that made sense, a fair claim. Not only in the eyes of the moon, but also just objectively from the truth. So from the Gemara, we don't get this picture of what we get from Rashi at all. We get this picture that actually the moon was correct because Hashem then continued to appease her. She said, wait, you're punishing me, but I said something logical. And Hashem says, no, you didn't say something logical. He says, oh, let me appease you with this, this, and this. Okay? So that's the first question. Is the claim of the moon correct or incorrect? If it's correct, why does she seem to be getting punished? Another question. Base. Also, on the content of the idea, we need an explanation. This is Isaleh, I think it means. Isaleh, I think it's like that it should have said. Okay, let's skip that. 
abbreviation, shetanazu nechonahi. If we would say that this claim is correct, tmuha bayotar, it's even more surprising. We have even even more questions if we would say that the moon's claim is correct. Ech efshalamar, how could we say? How is it possible to say? Shemalichatchila, that originally, bara hakadosh baruch hu, Hashem created at shnei hamaorot, the two lights. But often sheyish makom latana in a way that creates a place for a complaint, but sedik a correct complaint, shebriatam ena karaoi that they were not created correctly. Sheyihiu shnei malachim ishtam shem bekeser echad that we can have a claim. How could there be two kings with one crown? Obifrat and especially shemafurash bechazal that it's explained in the Gemara. That God created the world complete. Right, which is the answer that we give to a lot of evolutionists. Maybe not. What's the way that they called when they look at the world? Like when you look at a tree and you like age it by its Arbos. rings? What's it called? Herbalist? Evolu- like the whole concept of that, like you can look at a mountain and like trace back how, how it like evolved and. Ev- ev- like, I feel like dinosaurs they call evolution. <laughs> I, I think I think it's like the claim that we have against evolutionists, like, right? Those who claim that the world evolutionaries, I guess, like those who claim that we can put an age to the world and that it's like way older than five thousand years old. The claim that we have is this claim: Hashem created the world complete. So it's not like Hashem created the world and then the mountains started to form and then you know the trees started to grow, but they were created already, ready. That's just a side point, but that's a... This, like he this, created the tree, not the seed. He exactly. Adam at 20 years old. Exactly. So you can't look at, you can't necessarily look at a mountain and just and age it because it could be God created it already at a certain age and then it's been aging for 5,000 and so years. So I guess it's, the evo- it's called evolutionaries. Is that what it's called? Okay. <coughs> so we know that God created the world complete and ready. And so why would God create something that needs to be immediately changed? However, according to the words of the moon, we find that immediately, in the time when they were created, there was something incomplete in the creation of the world by the hands of Hashem. So this is the second question we asked. Why would Hashem create something just to change it? Hashem created a complete, whole, and perfect world. So it's just adding to this question of if the claim of the moon was correct, that it is not possible to have the luminaries the way that God created them, how can we say that about God? That what, he made a mistake? Like, what does that mean? And what does Nimsa mean, Yeah. The Elodifi, so we find, yeah. Can we ask a question of other things that God created? Um... Like, like what? Or is that like just like a... Yeah, like you can say, why didn't God create Adam and Chava separate? Right. Right? Why didn't... You were bringing the example of the trees, yeah. that the trees were originally fully edible, and then they, they like didn't listen to exactly how Hashem wanted them to act. I don't, I'm still not remembering what they did exactly that bothered Hashem, but I think it, it says to, to, to like sprout forth, and then they didn't. I don't remember. And so Hashem turned the bark into something that's not edible and the branches are not edible and only certain aspects. Yeah, so there were changes that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Hashem put Adam into the Gan Eden and a few hours later he was already not in Gan Eden, right? So we do absolutely have these questions. Um, and 
the, there is an answer to every one of these questions. It's going to look different depending on what the story and the context is. But there is, as we're going to see, actually a general answer that we can give to this idea of why would God create something and then immediately change it? We're going to get an answer for that. A general one that I don't know if it could, could apply to all the details of every question and every scenario, but can answer generally. Okay. So the af, this is a parenthesis, but we'll read it inside. The af she'isa b'medrash, even though it says in the medrash, she'kol ma she'nivra b'sheishis yamei b'reishis, that everything that was created in the six days of creation, tzrichim asiya, need additional work, kagon hachardal, for the example, a mustard seed, tzarich limtok, you have to sweeten it, Tormisim and the example of Tormisim, which I feel like we learned this concept of Tormisim. Tormisim was a bean. Tell me if you guys remember this. Oh, it's a yeah. bean that needs to be cooked seven times. Yeah. Yeah. We, when did we learn it? I'm not remembering. Maybe in the voracious mimer. At the beginning of the year, we learned about the Tormisim. So the Tormisim were a food which was like a delicacy in the time of the Gemara. That needed to be, it was a bean that needed to be cooked seven times in order to become edible. So we know that that, yes, God created a complete world, but not a world that's just ready for use, right? We had to, there are many things that we have to then work on. We have to um, sweeten. So we have to sweeten the wheat. We have to grind the wheat in order to make bread. Even man wasn't created perfect and we have to work on ourselves, right? So, we, so God created a complete world, but not a perfect world. So this is like a parenthesis. We know that it's written and we say this in the um, Kiddush. Asher bara elokim la'asot, which God created for us to do. Asher bara, that Hashem created va'asa and did ein ksiv. It's not written. It doesn't say which Hashem created and made, but which he created for us to do. To do. Ksiv kan, it's written here, ela la'asot, to do. Lomar, to teach us to say, shehakol tzarech tikkun, that everything needs rectification. Hare pashat, so it's simple, it's clear. Sheyesh chiluk gadol, that there is a very big difference between creations that were created initially, but often built in a way that they were not perfected, but kavana on purpose. The Adam, in order that a person, Yosef, will add batikunan in fixing them up, that they will be ready for. Him and he writes here, for example, the mustard seed needs to be sweetened and the wheat needs to be ground. The ba- so there's a difference between these type of things that God created, but he didn't create them ready for human use. The bain briot and between creations, davar of something, that Hashem himself seems to have needed miyad to immediately change and fix. Okay, so the Rebbe is bringing almost like a possible claim that someone can bring here. Wait, but we know that God created lots of things that needed to be fixed, right? We say, God created to do. So maybe God created the sun and moon in a way that needed to be fixed. But there's a difference there. There's a difference between God creating a, a, a mustard seed and wheat that needs to be perfected and fixed for human use and God in creating something in order for him himself to immediately change and fix it, 
okay? So we're left again with the same question. We just had a bit of a, of a side point there. The al ken liot, and therefore, the al ken lomar, and therefore we need to say, shabriat hamaorot, that the creation of the luminaries, but often in a way, the shnei hamaorot hagdolim, of starting them off as two great lights, two, two kings serving with one crown, ein bashum chisaron, there is no lack, or seemingly there's no mistake, the kashe, and therefore it's very hard, as we mentioned previously, how is it possible to say that the claim of the moon is something that is fair, that is logical, and that makes sense? How could we say that God created something with a mistake, seemingly, that needed to be fixed, and that God needed to be reminded by the moon, oh, by the way, you didn't do this correctly, please fix it. Okay, now we're going to start getting, asking more questions, but getting into the answer a little bit. We're going to start trying to understand a little bit about the claim of the moon. Because the moon didn't come with an explicit claim of saying, God, you made a mistake in creating the two lights this way. You need to fix it. He said, God, it's impossible for two kings to use one crown. What does that mean exactly? We've understood the basics of it, which is what we said. Seemingly, God, you made a mistake, you need to fix it. But what is his real claim over here? What does it mean that you can't have two kings serving with one crown? I've mentioned this before, that the Rebbe once asked the previous Rebbe um, about the Mitzvah Rebbe and his son-in-law, the Tzemach Tzedek, that at the end of the Mitzvah Rebbe's life, he was very ill. And his son-in-law basically took took up many of the roles of Rebbe. And the Rebbe relates to the Fabrin that he once asked his father-in-law, is it possible for that it was Shnei Melachem Mishtam Shemekeser Echad, that we can say about them that they were two kings using one crown, that they were two Rebbes serving the role. And the, the Friedrich Rebbe said like very strongly back, there is only one Rebbe. I've, te- I've told you this before. It was the Mittler Rebbe until the Mittler Rebbe passed away and then the Tzimach it became... Um, became the Rebbe, but the Rebbe used this Lashem. So, so what is the significance and the message behind this question? What does it mean, is it possible for two kings to serve with one crown? To use one crown, okay? So we're going to take a look at that. We'll start it today and then we'll continue it tomorrow. So Gimel, inside. V'le'edach Gisa means on the other hand. It's a Gemara, Gemara term, so you can keep that in mind for when you learn Gemara. You guys learn Gemara, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, awesome. On the other hand, we need to understand Tana Talavana, the claim of the moon. What was her claim? Is it possible for two kings to use one crown? Shemishma, that it sounds... That she wanted for herself a greater crown than the sun, right? That's always how we understand it from the Rashi. She wanted the crown for herself, and that's why she was saying it's impossible for us to share. The sun and the moon. Here, the Rebbe's... the fact that they translated it to Levana, I think the Rebbe is using the term Levana, it's interesting. Before, in the Gemara, we used the term Yareach, right? The moon has like two, also Shemesh, 
and chama. Chama is for the sun. It's interesting. Shemesh is a male word. Chama is a female word for the sun. And um, yareach is a male word for the moon. And lavana is a female word for the moon. So it's interesting. <laughs> um, just a thing to keep in mind. Nothing. I have no sources or anything. But it's just an interesting thing that we have the, both the, the male and female for both. So it says about that Hashem created Hashem that Hashem created the sun and the moon by saying Yehi ma'orot there should be luminaries in the firmament in the sky Hashemayim of the sky lahavdil to separate bein hayom between the daytime the bein halayla and between the night lahair al haaretz to shine on the earth so this is the the mamar, the saying that God used to bring and to create the sun and the moon. The pshita, and it's simply understood. That God completed his desire in their creation. As it says, And Hashem saw it kol asher hasa, everything that he did, and he saw that it was very good. Shekol davar she'akadosh baruchu bar'o, everything that Hashem created, nase behetem lematrato, was made in accordance with his goal, shebishpila nivra, for which he was created. So it looks like God was very happy. He, he created two luminaries, one to shine by day, one to shine by night. They should be in the sky to give light to the earth and to separate between night and day. And God saw what he did and it was very good. Okay, so everything seems to be going according to plan. And it's simple and clear. That every creation, their purpose is not, rather only to fulfill the desire of their creator. And if so, how is it so? according to how it sounds simply, that the moon was jealous for her own honor, but Tava and claimed, Tava also means like to sue, okay, prosecuted, for herself, she claimed for herself a greater crown. So we know that everything was created perfectly, exactly how it was supposed to be, according to the goal that God set for it. So, and, it seems that God was very happy with how everything sorted out, worked out. So again, we're adding still layers to the question. How was the moon having an issue with this? How did we make the connection between the moon saying it's impossible for two kings to wear a crown and then saying she said that because she's jealous? Ah, so according to according to Rashi, it's really how it looks. And also it's, it's more of just like the simple understanding we could take away from it. So if you have two kids playing, right? And they have one toy. And then one kid, one, you know, one kid's happy with that. One kid comes over to you and says, we can't share one toy. What does that sound like? That the kid wants the toy for themselves, right? So it's, it's not necessarily what the moon was saying. And that's why we still have to get into what was the moon really meaning? That's why the Rebbe is adding all of these questions on the automatic initial simple assumption that we make. We assume that the moon was jealous. We assume that the moon wanted the crown for herself right? But the Rebbe's adding all these questions and quotes and ideas to kind of break away that initial assumption to then introduce, as we're going to see after 
adding on a few more layers of question, introduced the real claim of the moon here, which we'll see was not just a jealous, petty thing, because the moon, I've, I think I might have mentioned this before, the sun and the moon and the luminaries are very, other, the most infinite of all creations. All creations are limited. They're creations. But God infused within the sun and the moon and the stars a certain level of infinity that other creations don't have by the fact that they don't decay. They don't get less and less and weaken and die like most other creations do. And they're not able to be, so to speak, destroyed. So, so the, there's no exact source for it saying that that's what the moon meant, but it's what we would think like just logically by looking at it, right? And it's kind of the assumption that you walk away on a simple level with when you learn the Rashi as well, which is, which is basically in a way on a surface level correct. But when we dig deep and ask all these questions and poke holes, we realize, wait, this can't really be what the moon was claiming. And so when we'll, what we'll continue with um, tomorrow is the, the Rebbe saying, and even more, shockingly so, we have more questions. Again, poking holes in this assumption that we have so that we can introduce what was the moon really claiming? And then we can understand how did these appeasements that Hashem was giving help with that claim. Okay. Um, I just re- realized too that maybe this also answers the question of like why she was, why she was like asking us. You know the idea that when Mashiach comes like the like the wife will have a voice now and like the crown actually goes on top? Yeah. And like she, like the Aisha's yeah, like she'll she's be crown of her husband. So it's like in this case, her saying like we can't have, both have the crown. It's like she knew in Mashiach times that she was the one that was going to have the greater crown. So it's like not this. I don't know. if It was a jealousy. It was like that was how she was created. Right. But so like right, a, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot going to be like of that idea that's going to come into here, and especially about, and we'll see based on the idea of why did God create something just to change it. And we know that when Mashiach comes, the light of the moon is going to be, it, it doesn't, from the quotes I've seen, it doesn't say anywhere that's going to be stronger than the sun, but equal to the sun, yeah. which is how they were initially created. So we'll have to see how that plays out. That was um, like my question yesterday, where it like, seemed like, now that we're talking about how, like, how can she um, bring this like, claim if she knew that like, Hashem created the world the way that it is? And it seemed like she knew that there was going to be like changes made, but that's the way the world was created. Like, yeah. How does she come up, you know, make this claim? Yeah. So first we need to, first we really, yeah. So first we really need to understand, that's what we're going to get to tomorrow. What was her claim? Yeah. You'll see once we see her claim, it's going to like shift things because it's not as the Rebbe's starting to begin to say, it's not just a petty jealousy thing. That's clearly not what was going on over here. Right. And also, it's interesting that we see with, with Adam, you could say Adam was jealous. That's like the basic, and Adam looked around and he saw that there were all these animals and they were, they were couples and they were separate and they were mating and he was jealous. Like, why, why is Chava on my back? Like, he was like, that's a simple idea, but there's also deeper lessons there. Like, what was his real claim? What was the problem with being back to back with Chava and not face to face? You know, because we do, we, this, the Rashi explains that he looked around at the animals and he was jealous. They all had partners and he didn't. Um, there's obviously deeper, you know, Adam didn't just get jealous of animals, right? So there's always a bit of a deeper layer going on. And that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to be exploring in Mitzvah Shem. Okay. Have a great day, everyone.